Welcome to the Highway Freaks. We interview musical artists, people in the news, truckers, songwriters, 80s rock bands, or anyone we meet on the road. I'm Bry Guy, your road dog host. And now, J-Man, the Snarl, Motorhead Mark, Wing It Will, Canadian Lady Trucker Janet, and the Pink Bombshell.
completely past its expiry date. It was it had so many issues with it that the people that sent those people down should be sued for everything they have because they knew about the issues prior to it going down. And it's yeah. like, you know, there, there's jokes going around the internet. Um, I, uh, I didn't know homemade subs could be sold for $33,000, you know? <laughs> Completely asinine, man. I don't know. I, I, I like the, the, these companies really need to, uh, uh, in, in invest in their people, man, because because you know, like there, there there's a couple of people that just lost their lives, and it's uh it's, it's very unfortunate. It, it could have been prevented as well, you know. Exactly. You see the did you see the uh, it was like something out of an Xbox uh game Game Boy uh like it looked really hokey. Did you guys catch that? Yeah. Well, yeah. Someone oh, I, was saying. I, I haven't yeah. even seen it. Someone was saying that it uh, resembles a PS2 controller. And the other thing is, like, not even a year ago, they were having electrical issues. Um, one of the articles was even saying that when it goes down into the depths, there's absolutely no lights on inside or outside of the sub, right? So, like, that's got to be the creepiest thing. But what For really... $250,000 yeah, per and what, person... Well, you would well, think you had you would have gold joysticks to you know to to you know finagle and move things around with, but well, uh, I don't know. I'll, I will say this: uh, my hearts are going out to the families uh, today, and uh, that's the last thing I'll say. Anybody else wants to comment? They they feel free. So, what about you, Pink? Did you hear much well, about that? Yeah, I mean, I'll comment. It's, you know, it's pretty. Pretty sad that this happened, but my comment would be that I know this has been one of the historic shipwrecks of all time. I mean, it's just been over a hundred years now, and even if you know, even even since this shipwreck, it's been investigated, and then a hundred years later, it's still being investigated, and 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 you know, losing lives to this. You know, what really do we want to know more about the shipwreck? That that's my question. Like, you know, what do we want to know more about this? Now, you know, uh, decades and decades later, 
we got people still going down there. Is it like 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 my question is, right? Um, why like like what is down there that you guys are so interested in? Okay. I have a comment to make. Okay, sure, I'll go ahead. Going down on certain things. Now you got to remember, my history is I'm a school instructor, and when right. my son died years ago, there was a U-boat that was sunk off the coast of North Carolina in Morehead City. Is anybody familiar with it? I've, I've actually heard about that. it. Yeah. Okay. Years, years ago, you were able to dive on that wreck, and you know, I don't know whether it's morbid, but fortunately, I was able to do one of the last dives on it before people started raising cane. And I'll, I'll explain the fascination for going down on it and also the other side where people said we really shouldn't. Now, this U-boat went down with all hands aboard. So it was, you know, it is a grave. But as a diver, I, I approached the wreck broadside, and it was on the starboard side. And when you come up on it, it's just a very, it's a moving experience. And you come up on it, and you can see it as it looms up in in the foreground as you approach it. Now you're at roughly 60, 70 feet of depth, and you see this thing, and, and at first you don't see what it is. You just see some kind of a shape, and slowly but surely it, it materializes more and more, and it comes more into clarity, and you can see the entirety of this U-boat. And U-boats are in and of themselves are not very big compared to modern day. Well, oh, hell no. You come up on it, and you still give it that level of deference when you come up on it because you know that there were people that, you know, met their end, and they're still encased in this, this yeah. tomb. And that's the reason why they said, and I, I guess we, the word that I used was deference. So it was never in my intent to take anything at, for morbid curiosity and a keepsake from the wreck. I didn't want to tear, tear something off, but many people would. Yes. And I think, although it's, it's been there for years, since the Second World War, now you have modern-day society where you have people that have modern scuba equipment, and they can dive this without being guided. They can just go down off a boat or even swim out to it. That's precarious they can. But they can go down unfettered and do anything they want on that boat. They can open it up. They can, you know, and for that reason alone, they have made it a non-dive site and a protected environment. So you're not allowed to dive on the wreck. Well, it, it comes down and, to the, uh, it comes down to the, to the old adage, you know, um, there's always that one guy that ruins it for everybody. Yeah, exactly. That's true. You know, I mean, you look, you think about the Titanic, um, in the past 20 years, yeah. Um, how much has been raped from that ship? Yeah. I mean, not as much as you think. Because not not as so much deep. as I would think. Well, yeah, two miles down. Yeah. So not not your everyday Tom Dick or Harry Superman is going to be. No, 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 absolutely not. I mean, <laughs> you wouldn't even make it. What? A quarter? Well, how how deep can you dive? Like, I don't know much about diving. Like. A quarter of a mile, half a mile? I think, yeah, I think the pressure would be without too much mixed, to go Without low. mixed gas, you can go down. Recreational limits is 130 feet of depth. Okay, okay. That's what I figured, because the pressure is just in, in, intense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like that, the people in that poor stuff, they would have just been crushed like a tin can. Yes. You know, um, um, 
guys, probably by that time, they were already gone from a street being oh, probably. Probably. Which I'll tell you, there's no way to go. No. no. I've heard of guys getting a bend. Um, that's completely, that's another, that's another entity. That is, you don't die from the bend. Oh, you can. Well, yeah, but that, the bend is, 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 is just a, a symptom of the condition. It's called decompression sickness. That's right. And yeah. what it is, it's the nitrogen bubbles in your system have expanded and they've gotten trapped in the lower capillaries, usually the extremities, lower legs, arms, fingers, toes, uh, elbows, and it causes you, because it's now painful to straighten it out because these bubbles of nitrogen have expanded to such a level that they're taking up space. The problem with it is you can get an ebolus, an embolism, that can travel in the bloodstream, make it to the heart, make it to the brain. Yeah. Now you have a, a serious problem. You know, but I mean, that's, but, that's, but, that's bad enough for me. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, we got to wrap that up. Um, I, unfortunately, you know, I'm, okay. I, I'd love I'd love to chat about that, and maybe maybe well, down the road we yeah. we can Bruce, you could do a topic on it. Feel free down the road. But uh, yeah. we want to we got to get on to other uh, things. We have we have a great game show tonight. Okay, but before we do this, um, I do got to share a little story, um, and uh, it uh, it's kind of funny actually. Uh, I went over to a friend's house for supper last night, and we had some really great sausage, uh, like a bratwurst-type sausage, and we had, uh, you know, Greek uh, salad, and we had potatoes, and then we had this meat dish, and it's pronounced fleisch salat, and it's what it consists of, it's uh, like bologna, but it's called lioni, and... Uh, my friend made this amazing dish. Like she put mayonnaise in it and she put uh, sour cream, dill pickle juice, a little bit of sugar, salt and pepper, and uh, some very finely chopped yellow onions and uh, some chopped pickles as well. And uh, some amazing Dijon mustard. And I couldn't pronounce it to save my life. So I just went with what was easy. And I said, thanks, Karina, for the flashlight. That's really good. And uh, <laughs> she, she said, what? I said, I said, thanks for the flashlight. And she said, oh, okay, no problem. But in explaining that to her today, she was horrified to know what a flashlight was. <laughs> right. I was going to say that, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think she changed her name. Uh, um, so she wants it to be known as the Fleischalot. It's a German dish. It's a German meat dish, and it has nothing to do with fleshlights. Okay. That's right. <laughs> translated, translated, it means uh, no, uh, meat uh, salad. Exactly. And and, and by exactly. the way, by the way, yeah, for, for the viewers that don't know, sometimes it feels better than the original thing. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now that I got you guys in a joyous mood, I knew, I knew, I knew that would break the ice. We um, we had a great game show. Hey, I, I, I know you fucking... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty comical myself. She thought last so we got a great bad. game show. I'm sorry. We're gonna, but before we do the game show, we're going to break in for a song from Fisk, 
and this is from their album The World's Gone Crazy off of Alive. It's a great song, and here it is. It's on you. It's on you.
another great song from Fist. And yes, the world has certainly gone crazy. And I think we have too, because we've got this great game show. And we're going to call it the Upended Against the Misguided. And we're going to have two teams, uh, Janet, uh, Bruce, and me. Uh, we're going to be on team one. And then team two will be uh, Wing It Will, the Pink Bombshell, and J-Man, the Snarl. Okay? So we're going to give each a little bit of time to ask the question and a little bit of, well, we'll say about 30 seconds to a minute to have someone ask uh, or answer the question. All right? So whoever wants to go first can do that, and we're going to keep score as well. We're going to have uh, we're going to have a point system, one point for uh, for each team that uh, asks the question. If the other team answers the question, they get the point and so on. Okay, you guys got it? So here we go. So who wants to ask the first question? Feel free and volunteer from either team. I think, Jay, you have a really... Okay, Jay, your first question. Go ahead. Now, okay. Now, there's an actual place to give you a hint in the United States. Oh, that's a big hint. What was the question again? Actually, you're, you're in Wyoming? Bruce is in Green River, uh, Wyoming. Yeah. Okay. I'm you're, you're actually not far from this. Oh. Where exactly? Where exactly is the zone of death? Where exactly is what? The zone of death. The zone of death. Okay. So that's for that's for that's for Canadian lady trucker Janet, Birdman Bruce, and 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 the Fry Guy, right? And you, yeah. Okay. All right, team. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta answer this one. Is it that? Can I answer it, or is it just? just you go ahead. Yeah, you Bruce. Yeah, you, you got the answer, Bruce. Go ahead. Is, is, isn't that? Isn't that in yellow? Isn't that in Yellowstone National Park? It is so. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, which okay. park? Oh, come uh, on. You know, I'll, okay. I'll get to, I'll, I, I'll get to, I'll get to that because it's part of my topic. Actually, really okay. Cool. I think it's in the Idaho section of Yellowstone. Yeah, you got it. Give us, give us. I, it, it's in Idaho, but I don't it know where, where it is. Uh, I saw a sign as I drove through Yellowstone. Yellowstone National Park. Yeah. Through, yeah. Yeah. And, and I saw a sign that said, go to the zone of death. And I thought, that sounds fun and so exciting. So we should get, we should get that point. We should get that point. So. I, I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. I, okay, Absolutely. we get the point. All right, okay, so we get to ask you guys a question. I'm going to start, okay. All right, everybody knows the 1970 TV series Starsky and Hutch. Okay, Jay, you cannot answer this. Yep. I, so. I know, I know. Jay, Jay, we have a handicap here because Jay knows that I unfortunately gave the answer. Okay, so it's a 1976 Ford Grand Torino. What was the nickname of the car? Will, Hank, and, well, Jay, you're excluded for this. Yeah. Wait, can you say that question again? Okay. The 1976 TV series called Starsky and Hutch, they drove a, 19, a 1976 uh, Ford Grand Torino. Okay? It was, uh, the color was red, and it had this white stripe that went all the way ac- around the car. So what was the nickname Mm-hmm. Of the car. It was nicknamed Striped Tomato. Very good, Will. Holy jeez. Yes. I never thought he'd get that. That's very good. One for one to one. Wow. Yes, the White Striped Tomato. You got her. Very good, Will. Okay, 
Pink, you get to ask a question for on behalf of your okay. team. Here's my question. Which film features the 1978 hit Sandy? What film? Grease. Very good, Janet. Right on. We got, got it. it. <laughs> we, we, we got it. We got it. So two to one. All right. Okay, my team, Janet. Janet or Bruce, you get to ask a question to uh, the uh, the misguided. Okay. Uh, what was the most significant occurrence in Europe in 1961? Ooh, that's. I think we. I think we got them blocked. Yeah, what, what, what was the question again, sir? What was the most significant occurrence in Europe in 1961? Uh, 1961 in Europe. What? Um. Wasn't that? Um. Wasn't that? Like the, the Berlin Wall. Thank God, it's the Berlin Wall. Oh, that was yeah. the year it's hey, the year they they brought it up. They started building it, and it was to separate the east from the west. All right, so we're we're tied, two two. Okay, all right. Hey, go ahead. Okay, so okay, the, the, I I don't know how many of you will get this, but which video game was released in 2017, gained widespread acclaim for its open world gameplay and and unique art style? What year was it? It was in 20. It was released in 2017. Um, Call of Duty. No. Hey, help me out here, guys. This answer might surprise all of you. <laughs> I didn't really hear what the question was. This Why is the game being shown. Uh, so th this is a question mo mostly people in the video games will get uh, as of recent. So uh, again, I'll, I'll ask the question: Which game released in 2017 gained widespread acclaim for its open-world gameplay and unique art style? Legend of Zelda. Got to be more specific. Uh... What, what did Jenna say? Breath of the Wild. Okay. All right. So, your turn, Bruce. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. I think, okay. No, that's... When did the Big Mac from McDonald's make its debut? What year? Uh... Everybody's typing in the phone. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, uh... Like, Is it on uh, April 22nd, 1967? <laughs> okay. All right. I gave it to you guys. Okay. So, here we go. All right, onwards and upwards. What? Some place, February 7th, 1964, that would change music industry forever. Yeah. Live performance. Uh, so that was, what, did you, did Jay, did you say February 14th, 1964? February 7th, 1964. Okay. The Beatles? It's not a shockwave through North America. The Beatles? Okay. Yeah, the Beatles. I'll go with the Beatles. Okay. Now, okay. I'm getting to the client. Okay. 
This is flashlight, man. Get it right. Listen here, Bob Barker. All right. Have your pet spade or neuter. Flashlights and you have bodets. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of worried about you, Brian. <laughs> or I think you're being neutered. Okay, Ed. Okay, I'll, I'll ask one. What was the federal minimum wage for most in the 1990s? No, I'm I couldn't even tell you because I don't live there. <laughs> I gotta leave it up to Bruce. I don't. I, I, I'm drawing a blank. If I had, I, 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 could, I couldn't hear what year it was. 1990. 90, okay. 1990. The 90s. I mean, if you count what uh, waitresses used to get back then, I'm assuming that was minimum wage. I'm gonna say. I can only give you a, a, a between this and this is between two and three dollars an hour. Wrong. I, I know that's what waitresses were making back then. I know that for a fact. Brian, <laughs> <laughs> yes, me. You called my name. Yes. What's your name? I, I, I'm going. I'm going with Janet's answer. Okay. Bruce, what's your what's answer? What's your final answer, Janet? Oh, I, like I'm I said, oh, I'll, I'll let Bruce answer because he's probably knows more than we do, but I mean. Okay, I, give it I to Bruce. That, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking like 390. No, wrong answer. Okay. Okay, so. so and I'm the thinking. answer is. The answer is $4.25. Okay, so we will give that game to the upended against. So. They, we, we will let them win. We give that to you. Okay, so let's get into our topics. Before that, let's get to a song. We will, I, we will let, let them win? No, I just... <laughs> right, oh, my right, gosh. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so we'll get to another song here from Fist. Uh, this is from their In the Red album, and it's called Dirty Girl. Turn it! 
Yellowstone, where they 
they take their uh, their enemy and dump them at the train station in the zone of death. And guy, one guy says, why, why dump them here? Because no one lives within 100 miles. It's in a county with no people, no sheriff, and no 12 jurors of your peers. So there you go. And it uh, sure makes for an interesting topic. Uh, you can find it all. You can find videos of it on, on the internet. It's actually a spectacular area if you're into the outdoors and that kind of stuff. Want to take your wife on a special trip? Sadly sick society. 
God, I love that song. Um, I love both renditions. It's just amazing. So my topic tonight is actually one of Jay's and Brian's hate topics, I guess. Um, Uh Automatic, yeah, (laughs) automatic emergency braking systems. Uh, I guess the U.S. is trying to mandate proposed for all U.S. trucks. Uh, U.S. regulators looking into the required uh, AEBs, which is short for the Automatic Emergency Braking Systems, um, on heavy vehicles to reduce the number and severity of rear-end collisions. News came today in the notice of proposed rules making from U.S. NASA and FMCSA uh, it uses the radar and camera-based sensors to detect situations where crashes are imminent and auto-applies the brakes if drivers have yet to act. Uh, it'll Or it can apply additional braking force to supplement the driver's actions. Now, the problem I have with this, I'm going to interject in between um, the information on this because I have a real problem with some of this. Um, I don't think they've taken into uh, consideration the icy or wet road conditions or even animals jumping out in front of us or as many of us have had, um, you know, victims of road rage and getting cut off. Uh, That's just, I think, disaster in the making personally. So under proposed standards, the the technology would need to work between 6 and 50 miles per hour, which is 10 to 80 kilometers per hour. NASA says heavy vehicles are the striking vehicle in 60,000 rear-end collisions per year, and that amounts to about 11% of all crashes involving heavy vehicles. Claim they claim that it will prevent an estimated 19,118 crashes, saving 155 lives and preventing 8,814 injuries, according to the estimate. Similar rule is being proposed in passenger vehicles and light trucks, uh, expecting to save 360 lives a year and reduce injuries by at least 24,000 per year. It also proposes the AEB and stability control to be on when the vehicles are being operated. Now, food for thought, and it goes back to uh, some of the issues that I have with this. Um, Instead of the AEB, I think they should be cracking down on the schools that are pushing out uneducated or inexperienced drivers, drivers that should never have passed to be able to go it on their own. Um, I, I think that would work better than putting in technology which really can't judge what the situations are that we're coming up against. Um, Also cracking down on companies that aren't maintaining or repairing vehicles because I don't know how much of their statistics involve uh, various reasons for for the crash such as brake failure, um, car cutting off a truck and getting rear-ended, uh, icy road conditions, something like that, right? Um, expanding mentorship and apprenticeship programs uh, with qualified trainers, and I stress qualified, because I know there's a lot of companies out there that offer um, mentorship or apprenticeship programs, but I know myself from way back when I started, 
I was told to train a couple of women. I only had about maybe a year's experience driving at the time, which personally I don't think is enough to be training somebody else. Uh, so this that's is requ- this- so that, that requirement down because I used to train for Werner. And yeah. they were taking people that were out for three months as long as they had driven during a winter. Yeah. In and a winter condition. That was the requirement. Yeah. See, and, and I don't think that's enough time. Like, I was an owner-operator. I've, I've been an owner-operator with a couple of exceptions, basically since I got my license, because that was the only way I could get into the industry. Because I was a woman and it was early 90s, you know, the whole skill back then. But, I mean, yeah, I had to learn all on my own, but luckily I had already been driving professionally in a personal vehicle as a taxi driver and courier for well over eight years. And throughout all of that, I'd also been taking a lot of defensive driving courses, which is another thing that companies aren't doing enough of. Back when I first started driving, it was mandatory to have your defensive driving course renewed every two years, at least places that I went to anyways. Um, and I don't believe, like, nowadays everything's being done online. The problem is I don't think you get the same effect as if you're in a classroom setting and you're actually watching. I know when I took my first defensive driving course way back, um, I mean, there was some pretty gory films that we watched. Uh, you know, now nowadays, like, probably, it, they probably wouldn't even put those up. But, I mean, I learned a lot more back then in class than I could ever do online, you know. Uh, plus, you have the feedback from other people within the classroom, you know, the interaction. It's a lot different than, you know, doing things online. So, um, the other thing, yeah, that was part of it. Um, and personally, my opinion, and I'm sure Brian and Jay will pipe in. Well, Jay, of course, is gone, but I'm sure Brian will pipe in on this. Um, the automatic emergency braking systems are, in my opinion, a danger in big rigs. Uh, giving specific road conditions like ice, heavy rain, uh, heavy snow, downhill grade, and suddenly you've got a computer slowing down 80,000 or more pounds um, at a sudden rate of speed, that's going to cause issues with controlling the vehicle, uh, heating up equipment like brakes, which could cause those to fail. So I I don't know. Uh, I know computers are great. They can do a lot of things we can't do. But when it comes to a real life situation, I think it's 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 a pro- it's going to be a problem. Well, you know, I I, I find the irony behind this uh, 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 situation in general is, you know, we as people, you know, we keep screaming, we want freedom, we want freedom, but now here we are uh, getting AI to, you know, um, do a lot of stuff for us. So is that really freedom when when you're sanctioned to like? how fast you can go or, you, you, you know, if, if, if you can go in the next lane because, you know, God forbid your automatic sensors happen to tell you that someone's in the other lane when they're not and it causes an accident, you know? Yeah. And well, and how many, how many times do computers fail? A lot. <laughs> a lot. Um, just looking at, uh, I mean, having, you know, done with the company I'm with now, 
uh, I did a short stint as fleet maintenance. And basically, the trucks, the year of trucks I was looking after was 2018 and newer. And there wasn't one year where there wasn't computer issues in those trucks. Yeah, not to mention, they they can be hacked from from literally across the street. So, I mean, the thing about it in driving aspects, man, you, you think there's people out there that, that, that are not going to go behind a truck and try and hack it for food? Like, you're, you're, well, you're, you're out of your mind, especially in times like this. Like, some people would say we are in, in, in worse times than, than the dirty 30s. Yeah. So, I, I, well, mean, I mean, put that in, into perspective of, like, uh, uh, easy access to, you, you know, trailers and stuff, man. Well, and just wait till now not only are they doing these AEBs, you know, the automatic braking system. But now we're also looking at eventually getting um, unmanned trucks that are being controlled remotely. And that's going to be able to, you know, I, I, I mean, the security there is going to be an issue, right? So what's your take on this, Bruce? Well, are we talking about the... Uh, yeah. The braking system? I've yes. been for vehicle, not, not lately for when I was a company driver, they had rigs that had forced braking. And yeah. if you were not on top of your your truck and keep your foot poised on the accelerator, if God forbid you cruise control, the truck would slam on the brake for a myriad of things. Not necessarily something actually would yeah. because it came through an overpass that it poorly detected too broad or too narrow or too left or too right. Or maybe the yeah, or maybe the shade hitting the shade suddenly became in in sign, yeah, or a construction sign. All these things cause the braking them to act. Exactly. The pundits and the uh, analytical brains behind this come up with ideas and say these are the facts and figures. This is the number of lives we're going to save. But how many lives? How many acts are going to cause? Yeah. Because all of a sudden a truck breaks on ice. On snow, in the rain. Yeah, down a hill. Exactly. Yeah. A deer runs out in front. It slams on the brake. Exactly. The, the, the trailer has a life of its own, and it says, I'm going to pass the truck. And yeah. it goes sideways and takes out five cars, but the deer got away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this this is, so, I, I know that Brian's recently experienced stuff like this, too. You know? <laughs> none of these trucks, none of these trucks have... Uh, you know, automatic brakes. Yeah. And I'd be damned if I'm going to start installing something on a truck. Exactly. I've got enough expenses on these trucks, much less having put in something to be a detriment to productivity. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, look at look at all the the computer computerized stuff that's gone to crap on these new trucks now. Like, uh, <clears throat> I know. The one set of trucks we had, I think they were 2019 or 2020 Freightliners. We were getting them in groups of 10. Now, out of those 10, seven of them had faulty computer programming, where the truck was shutting down because it thought that the diffs were overheating. Now, that was a computer programming issue. You know, computers are only good as the programmers that program them. And if you've got a, co- a computer programmer that programmed it wrong that day because uh, maybe the wife left him or, you know, the dog peed in his shoe, you know, it's, I mean, humans humans have their flaws. But, I mean, 
when you've got someone that's programming these things eight, ten hours a day, uh, you know, multiple ones at a time, you're bound to have problems. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. But the problem is you have vehicles that have to respond computer directly. Yeah. And this is a machine. These are the equipment. It yeah. Fails. Yeah. It misses something. It has a glitch. Yeah. That that's not user error. It's not programmer error. It's just a piece of equipment that has metal stress. It has fatigue. Yeah. It has something yeah. corrupted the software. Any number of things adversely affect what's going on on the truck. Well, and and you got to also well, look at, too, the suspension system in the trucks are different than those in the passenger vehicle. They're tighter. They're, they're rougher. And they were never meant for computers to be in them. Quick question here. Computers... Uh, I'm sorry to interject. Quick question. So, um, like, I, I'm I, I'm unsure of how uh, they're going to be setting up, like, the GPS for these things. Like, is it going to be going to uh, Google Earth? And if so, how many of us have, have followed Google Maps and it took us off the road? Yeah. <laughs> A lot of times. Yeah. Right? This is what I'm saying. So, like, I mean, God forbid Google Maps ha- ha- happens to be wrong. What What – like, like, how how can they ensure that they're going to be more accurate than Google Maps? And, I, I mean, let's face it, Google had their trial. You, you know, you, you, it gets the wrong place. It used to be it gets the wrong place. You could select, hey, this is the wrong place, and, and then type type in the right address. But you can't do that no more. So, like, it, like it, uh, I, I think I got more questions than answers with this one. Like, um, yeah. is it going to be learning, like, consecutively all the time? It, like what? What are they going to be using for GPS? Uh, they, uh, all this stuff usually has to run on either a GPS or b Bluetooth. So uh, uh, the other question is, what what happens if you know, say, some so, something malicious happens where uh, by by accident, let's say, you know, the truck switches from uh, one one Bluetooth or one GPS to uh, to to a completely different one, and, and the different one has like glitches in it, where it, you know it 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 makes the trucks go all, all over the place. I'm just like, it, I I I feel like we're living in that that episode of Futurama where you you know all of a sudden like uh you know it it hits 12 a.m. and all everything goes haywire. You seen yeah. that episode? Oh yeah, but you're you're thinking strictly of the uh, the unmanned or the uh, the you know the auto ones. Um, but this is this is coming into effect long before the the self driving trucks. Um, but even with that, I mean, the computer prog- program is going to have a set parameter. Anything within this zone, I'm making the truck slow down, regardless. And whether it's a car, a bird, like I don't know how many times I've gone, for example, down US 52 in North Dakota, where you come. There's a big wetland there, and I've had ducks go right out in front of me. You get a duck going across that that field, you know, that the computer has determined is uh, going to trigger your brakes. Suddenly, for no reason, you're slamming on your brakes on a two-lane with no shoulder. Okay, I'll tell you what, guys. I'll tell you what. I'm going to have the last word on this because we got to move along. But... I will say what Freightliner told me last week when the truck was going in for some repairs. They said that Freightliner likes to be on the cutting edge. Unfortunately, they don't test things.
themselves enough in the real world to uh, justify uh, some of these radar systems. They, they did not like them themselves. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say any more because I don't want to be incriminated. But, uh, okay, that was a great topic, guys. And I know we certainly could talk a lot more about that. And Janet, as always, very informative. And Bruce, I, I loved your input on that as well. So uh, let's take a rock ride with Fist. And this is taken from their album, In the Red. Monuments. I mean, that's a lot, okay, across the U.S. 
Um, and uh, the first one that was uh, proclaimed as a monument was in 1906, which was the um, Devil's Tower in, um, what is that? Um, just in, in um, uh, Devil's Tower. Where is that Devil's Tower? I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm losing it. Anyway, it was in my volume. Um, so in April, uh, President Biden added two more uh, monuments. Uh, it's called the, I think I may be saying this wrong, but it's the Abbey Qua Ame, which is a sacred Native American site in Nevada and the Capturing in Texas. So what these are, um, are very
claimed as national monuments. You know, the uh, president has uh, the, the authority to proclaim any site with, with national significance under the um, um, Antiquities Act of 1906 or the Congress through legislation. Um, so these are really memorable and, uh, frankly, uh, a well-deserving site for national uh, recognition. So that's my topic, but I do want to ask this question, though. Wait, I know we have you guys in Canada. Uh, what what area or what site have you visited for any memorial um, in Canada or in the U.S. that you have not visited that you'd like to go to? Anyone? I know. I've always wanted to go to Custer's Last Stand. Driven by it so many times. Where is that one? Custer's Last Stand. Down uh, Crow Agency, Montana. Oh, Montana. Oh. Montana. Yeah. Never been to Montana. You know, I, I imagine Montana like mountainous places or kind of um, flatlands of horns and whatnot. Yeah, it's got a little bit of everything. Yeah. I mean. It's beautiful. It's like, yeah, it's beautiful. And uh, I think if, I, if, I, you know, if it's not a map, if it's not a national monument already, um, I think the Everglades in Florida um, yeah. should be a national, uh, uh, you know, uh, site. I think that's a great area. I mean, it has a, a, thousands of acres of, you know, of, of wildlife. Um, yeah. Uh, that was that was significant to the people down there. So, any other ones that you guys, um, Janet? Thank you for that. Brian, Will, Bruce. Well, I've been to, I mean, several different areas. I've been Statue of Liberty, uh, a known, well, it's a national park as well, but it's also a monument. Uh, right. I've been to Washington, I've been to the Washington uh, Monument, I've been to the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah. I've, luckily, I've been through Yellowstone, I've been to Custer's uh, in, um, was it Bull Run? Mm hmm. Yeah, Crow Agency. Yeah. 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 I've been through uh, the, uh, in fact, I think I was talking to Brian about this. I've been through uh, Gettysburg and the okay. Gettysburg um, mon uh, Memorial and uh, Monuments and uh, Battlefield. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, where else have I been? I've been. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I live in I've Georgia been everywhere, now. I've been, man. <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, it's, it's very controversial, but Stone Mountain Park. Is it's more of a Confederate uh, thing, but uh, I always got a kick out of it. I mean, I don't get all into the uh, the politics of it, uh, you know. And I'm I'm against all these statues and stuff being pulled away because of what these people were in their own times. And yeah. you can't take things that were occurred back in the 17, 16, 1800s and apply today's mores and folkways to it and exactly. say, well, we're going we're gonna to denigrate them because they did what was all well and good and acceptable in their time frame. Right. Yeah. And it, still, it, say, it still comes down to it's part of history. And it, you know, exactly. And you exactly. can't remove history. No. Exactly. You know, I mean, the ones that are doing that would be offended if, if we obliterated their history, right? Of course. So, I mean, it's just part of the country's history, I, good or bad. I mean, every country has its good points and its bad points. And you can't, you sure. know, just go, la, 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 I don't see it because it was bad or it wasn't uh, forming to our way of thinking nowadays. 
because right. it was a different time. I mean, back then, you know, 12 year olds, 14 year olds were getting married because the lifespan was only 35. No, yeah, I think Bruce made a good point, though, um, and, and Janet also agrees that, you know, it's part of history. It's something that that, that you, we don't, uh, we honor that part of our history that, you know, that led up to how we are today, but we can't totally erase it. Now, another example, though, like the 9-11 Memorial in New York. I don't know if you all have been there, but the Ground Zero in New York, that was part of that was built because of a terrorist attack, right? Yeah. So, uh, we do, you know, 10, 20, 30 years from now, are we going to obliterate that, that, that memorial too? Because that wasn't necessarily a good thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, well, how we confederate uh, monuments. Exactly. And the thing is, you can't move forward if you don't remember where you came from. Thank you. Yep. I will underscore that. You know, that is... The old, the old saying was, those that fail to remember history are destined to repeat. Yeah, exactly. And you can't learn you and really have forward to, without it. Well, yeah, and if you don't study it and know what what caused these things to occur, exactly. how do you prevent it from occurring again? Exactly. Yeah, I, I agree, yeah. And if you repeat the same process again, what makes you think it's not going to fail? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's that same old adage. Um, you can keep repeating the yourself over and over again and hoping for, you know, a, a different outcome. Different result. But as long as you're doing the same thing over and over again, it's never going to change. So. And, yeah. right. and while we're at it, good things aren't cheap and cheap things aren't good. Brian. <laughs> 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 I got another one for you. Confucius say, one who itches bum in the middle of the night wakes up with stinky fingers. Whoa, <laughs> man. And man with hand in pocket all day, just hockey all day. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> How we got on that tangent? Wow. Great, great topic, as usual, Pink. Uh, so we are going to go for a break, another musical break with Fist and uh, When the Lights Go Down off the album Alive, and when we come back, I think we've got a topic from Will. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, you, you guys are going to be mind-blown by this. Go 
I, I, I bet a lot of people, you know, um, don't understand how or, organs are created, right? So um, it's by taking a piece of plant material and uh, putting it through a solution. Now, you, you can either inject by, uh, with a needle or you can soak uh, these leaves in a needle, right? So basically, you're taking plant matter and uh, uh, putting it in acetone and uh, a phosphate uh, buffered uh, saline, okay? And basically what, 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 uh, what's happening is you're, you're essentially bursting the, the cell walls so that they leak everything out. And then uh, after all the cell, cells are all bled out, uh, the leaves usually turn brown, so they usually hit it with bleach. Now here's, here's the, the, the really weird part, okay? So with, with these plant materials, after you know they're clear, see-through, whatever, they are given uh, what is called fetal bovine serum. Can, can anyone tell me what that what they think that is? It's something that comes from cows. You're 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 getting warm. Okay. Goat. Yeah. What's that? Goat. Uh, no, it, it it is it is from cows, but it's actually um, uh, baby cow juice, and yeah, it's as gross as it sounds. So they take fetal bovine serum, and they inject it, or, okay, they're, 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 there's two different types of ways to do this. They inject it by needle, or they soak it in, in the solution, and it, and, and it absorbs it. Now, the downside to doing it by needle is uh, you, would, you, you have to, you know, get the needle through the stem and, uh, like, actually fill up the leaf with this, with this liquid, um, but, you know, holes are easy to create with, you know, things that aren't very stable such as, you know, these leaves after they're done with it. Uh, so uh, normally uh, soaking it is one of those ways to, 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 to do this. And um, they can actually, this is, this is almost how um, your plant-based uh, meat is made. This is how uh, your, your, um, your transplants are, are going to be made in, in the future. There's... Um, See, my, my my biggest worry was they they took this idea, like the industry took this idea, and they added it into uh, like food. So even though you, you know it's 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 not real meat, it technically is kind of real meat. But it's like if you understood the process, it, it's kind of it's kind of gross. Um, now, when uh, when 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 you do this, right? These leaves are uh, be, before being injected with anything. They're put in a chamber. It's an oxygen chamber of, uh, I think, five. if I remember correctly, it's 5% oxygen. And that's so uh, the, the cells are ready to, to uptake um, everything they're given. And um, here, here's a thought, okay? Uh, they, they were talking, like, the industry was talking about uh, using this to make, um, I guess, artificial robot muscles. Or I, I don't know if they'd be so much artificial as, as, as like, main lab, but... Um, they're they're actually able to clone things or you know beings by uh, doing this. And actually, if you follow YouTube, you can actually do this at home as an experiment by yourself for I don't know under under a thousand dollars. Anyways, does anyone have any questions? Yeah, my question. So this plant-based meat. Yeah. Technically, isn't 
completely vegan. No, and, and, and actually, you, you bring up a really good good point. The reason why they call it plant-based is because they use the plant as a base. Yeah. But in, in all reality, they're, actually, they're, they're literally using what is called fetal bovine serum, which is the, a.k.a. baby cow juice. You know, it's 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 like so yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's, so it's so, not really it's not really completely uh, you know plant based. There's still some elements of animal. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I I mean, if you really want to uh, boil it down to a science, I think it would only be ten percent plant uh, or or one percent plant because all it is is uh, uh, empty cell structures of of uh, a plant, right? So like, they, and 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 keep in mind. Uh, while doing testing, they have found that uh, the flatter the surface, the easier um, uh, the, the combination, right? It, the easier it is for them to add it. Now, here's, here's something else. Now, I, I don't know. So um, once, once these cells are injected, and, and trust me, it is, it is almost impossible to get the cells unstuck off of the Petri dish. They have to use a chemical to unstick it in order to put it in, in, the, in the plant. But uh, in order for them, uh, be, before they inject the cells, they fill them with what's called uh, calcine AM. This, this is a green fluorescent uh, substance uh, that, when put under a microscope, uh, shows the cells as green and, green and fluorescent. Now, they, they found, uh, using this, this method, that cells actually uh, take to edges and corners and flat surfaces far better than anything else. So... This is why they use leaves as opposed to like stems and other materials, right? But yeah, your 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 plant-based burgers—they're not vegan. <laughs> I wonder how many vegans out there were thinking that they were eating something that was completely vegan-approved, right? So to speak, yeah. You're technically eating a grown version of baby cow juice. Congratulations, you, uh, you, you you have not passed the test, you have been fooled. <laughs> you are no longer vegan. No, you are no longer, you, you haven't been vegan this entire time. It's been plant-based, lab-altered things. Wow. And then the, 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 the question is, like, how far is this going to go? Like, they, 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 they've already uh, experimented with, with people's food, but, like, they're, they're, they're now talking, if, if you look this up on YouTube, they're now talking uh, about t uh, making um, tissues that can beat, like, uh, you know, hearts and stuff, and using them as transplants. Now, here's the thing. They, um, uh, you know how, uh, how I just said the, the, the serum that they're using, right? So um, to make people's organs, all they do is they take the DNA from, from, uh, from a person and, and they inject it into the cell leaf. Yeah, so basically they're using stem cells. Uh. Yeah, I, 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 I guess. Um, well, good thing I'm pancreatarian. <laughs> What's that? Good thing I'm pancreatarian. <laughs> I only eat steak and seafood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, st steak and seafood is, is where it's at, man. Um, oh, she said fish and seafood. Really well. Oh, fish and seafood. Oh, that's 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 not vegan. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I love my meat. <laughs> Oh man, but you know, I I I I can say this much: I don't I don't love it enough to you know buy buy lab altered stuff, you know. And and if anyone's wondering, um, the cells that they use uh to 
for better uptake, this is the easiest way to do it, is, is with uh, cells called fibroblasts. I heard about that. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it's a crazy new industry that that uh, that's I, I guess on the rise right now. You you know I have a question. Though. Like for example, like these plant based things. Like uh, some of these products, like plant based, don't they use some of these manure? You know, uh, especially if they're like not farmed. Um, like they use some of the animal uh, manure to raise some uh, uh, you know vegetables and things like that so uh some parts of it is um some parts of it is from animals so um some some you know some products are totally plant-based but some aren't and a lot of people don't have what you know like when you buy something see the ingredients and things like that most people don't eat that stuff like what's on the label right yeah you know yeah, and um, and usually if so, it's if it's put on the label, it's it's put on put on the label as 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 something that you're like, oh, okay, we'll just pass this off, you know. Well, and the thing yeah, is, you know, it only people... it it has to it has to be a certain amount before they'll even you know before they even have to put it in. <clears throat> so right, you know, so much percentage of it or whatever, right? So if it falls mm-hmm. below that percentage. It's not even put on the label because it's not mandatory. Yeah. Right. That's that's not significant enough. And you know, some people like uh, nowadays, you know, these different lifestyles are doing the last say ten, twenty years, right? Yeah. Uh, but before that, it's all meat and stuff. But then you've got vegetarian, vegan, vegetarian, non. Uh, what do you call this? Uh, some others. Now they now there's, there's what they call flexitarian. You know, I think that a lot of people say they're vegan, but they're really not. You know, yeah. they still yeah. eat some other stuff. I think it's this 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 image that like when you are vegan, like you're highly uh, you know highly respected person or something. Once you say you're vegan, um, but there's this sociological um, expectation that you know for some of these uh, lifestyles. Uh, you know, they say vegan in public and then low key eggs. <laughs> but will they say they will they say that they eat eggs in public? No. Yeah, I don't. I I I don't call them uh, vegans anymore. I call them chemicalians because they're all eating chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> Not chemicalians. <laughs> Anyone else got anything to add? That's a good topic. Okay. Well, another interesting synopsis of. Vegans and computer hacks. I don't think we've done that yet, so that's that was quite intriguing, Will. Um, so we got one more topic, and that would be my continuing series of the urban legends. We got one more song from Fist, and it's called Undercover Lover, and this is from their album In the Red. <laughs>
Okay, another great song from Fisk in the Red. And uh, if you've just joined us, uh, just to let you know, Fisk put out an album called Alive, and you can catch it at rockpapermerch.com. Uh, that's where you'll be able to get a lot of their archived albums. So we're going to carry on with my Urban Legend series. I'm doing this quite a bit. Okay, so we'll start with North Dakota. We have the White Lady Lane. The story of White Lady Lane is a tragic one. The legend states that a young woman became pregnant out of wedlock, and her religious parents forced her to marry the father. The baby ended up dying after their wedding. The girl was so upset about her baby and her and her forced marriage, she hung herself from a bridge in her wedding dress. Locals claim to see her ghost still to this day hanging from the bridge. In Ohio, we have the Werewolf of Defiance. During the summer of 1972, the people of Defiance claimed they were being terrorized by a, an actual werewolf. The sightings always happened at night, generally by the train tracks. A couple of women said they would try to get into their houses by rattling the doorknobs. The animal was said to be huge, hairy, and dressed in rags. But after summer ended, the beast disappeared, never to be heard from again. But the story still lingers. In Oklahoma, we have the mysterious Shaman's Horsehall. The mysterious occurrences in Beaver Dunes Park have been attributed to the fact that it was built upon ancient Native American burial grounds, which is why it's called the Shaman's Portal. It is also known as the Oklahoma-Bermuda Triangle. Mysterious things have happened in the park, starting with the Spanish conquistadors who went missing while searching for gold in the, 19, in the 1500s. Since then, the paranormal activity seekers flocked to the dunes. Some people claim that a UFO crashed there, but a group in the 90s who tested the soil said it was completely abnormal. Now, that would be shaman, not shaman. Excuse my French. In Oregon, the Bandage Man of Cannon Beach. The Bandage Man is the American version of a mummy. He is rumored to be the ghost of a logger who died in the sawmill accident and now terrorized teenagers who hang out at a deserted area of a highway near Cannon Beach. Stories say that he knocks on car windows and tries to get in and smells really, really bad. In Pennsylvania, how about taking the bus to nowhere? In Philadelphia, there's rumored to be a bus that doesn't have an end destination. The story says that the bus only picks up passengers that are at their lowest moments who need to get away from their problems. Once the passenger is ready to face the world, they can get off the bus. But the passenger has no idea how long they've been on the bus, or it could have been hours, days, or even years. Last but not least, Rhode Island, the Devil's Footprints. There is a rock on Devil's Foot Road that appears to show a normal human footprint and then cloven hoof. The story goes that a Native American woman murdered a white man and fled the scene of the crime. While running, she was stopped by another man. She cried out for the devil to save her. When the man admitted that he himself was the devil and stomped his feet on the ground to prove that he had a cloven hoof, which the rock still shows to this day. So next week, we're going to get into South Carolina and the death of Julia Lexaire. So we're almost done our, our insider uh, uh, scoop on the uh, urban legends. But last but not least, we want to end the show with our usual pylon shout-outs. Of course, red means a woman, and blue means a guy, and black means someone pissed you off. So, uh, Hank, let's go to you first. Got any pylon shout-outs? Yes, Brian, I do. Uh, I want to give a shout-out. Blue and red tie on my guest um, on my video cast on a platform where I am a featured show host. 
um, I had about 4,000 in one hour. So it's quite amazing. And wow. I'd you to uh, give a shout out to my guest who comes in and speaks to me about, speaks to on my show about, you know, a certain topic that I bring up. So they have been wonderful. And it's been a, a very popular show on that platform every week. So shout out to them. If it weren't for them, I can't be as popular as I am. Okay. And, you know, you, you have a show on relationships. So, uh, you know, that's always uh, lots of shouting out there, I'm sure. Yes, I do. Thank you. You're more than welcome. Okay. So, uh, Will, you got a shout out? Yeah, I actually uh, I have a shout out to um, a worker that has taken me under her wing. Her uh, her first name is Alice. I'm not going to say her last name, but uh, she has made damn sure that I'm able to um, get into this uh, this film school. And um, honestly, if it wasn't for her and my girlfriend, then my girlfriend saved my 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 butt. Okay, I, I'm going to admit this right now. She like my girlfriend came in huge for me. Uh, yes, uh, no, it was two days ago, and. Uh, I, I now owe her uh, a, a dinner, so I I I guess uh, uh, two red pylon shoutouts to uh, uh, Alex, uh, the worker, and uh, to my girlfriend because <laughs> you know if it wasn't for her again I I I I wouldn't be where I am right now. Um, and and yeah, that's that's about it. Okay. Well, I want to give a blue pylon shoutout to our newest part timer, uh, Bruce Birdman Bruce. Excellent job tonight for your debut, buddy. Uh, and we're definitely looking forward to having you on more. Um, I know that uh, J-Man is doing an amazing camping trip with his 14-year-old daughter here for two weeks, and we're definitely going to have you fill in his time slot. Um, I don't know if you can be like the snarl that he is, but I know that you can certainly add a lot of luster to the show because uh, uh, – Jay definitely adds that little pizzazz, but I'm sure you can uh, fill his shoes. Uh, maybe not quite full, but I think you could be pretty close. Uh, you know, I don't wear size 10, but, you know, I'll try. <laughs> okay. There you go. And, of course, we do want to hear Terry. We never heard Terry tonight, and we definitely want to hear Terry. So um, we're, and Bruce has got some great videos on his Instagram that we're going to put up on the Highway Freaks page, by the way, guys. So you will actually get to see Terry making a real fool out of himself. And it's really hilarious how he does it with this cup, uh, like a Sunday cup, Bruce. Is that what it is? No, if, if, if anybody if anybody here is actually a trucker, if you've ever been into Love's and you see the uh, the fruit cups that they sell, uh, it's those are his favorite. Oh, okay. It, yeah. It's it's just the the cheapest toys I can ever buy them. It's an adorable video. It really is. Like I mean, um, uh, it it really just so you kind of get enamored by the bird when you see it. It's really quite it's quite special for sure. So. Well, that's a wrap, guys. Also, next Friday, coming up on the Eye Opener, brand new show, Brett Turner of Helix will definitely be on. So we are really looking forward to that, and we've got a lot of great guests coming up. And if anybody...
anybody has any suggestions out there on guests that we can contact, please let us know. Uh, we have www.highwayfreaks.com. Uh, you can uh, get a hold of us there or the road crew. What is that the email, uh, Will? The road crew what? The road crew 2022 at gmail.com. Right, exactly. And uh, coming up in the next few months, we've got merchandise coming as well. So that's going to be pretty cool too. Uh, you can watch your, you know, wear your Highway Freaks merchandise. So that's a wrap. You guys have a great week and we will talk to you next time. Have a great day.